Welcome to Book Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nora. And I'm your other co-host, Delaney. Our podcast today is about books where a prominent character is neurodivergent. Please remember to visit our website, booknerdsblog.com, and subscribe to this podcast. Now, let's get started. Uh, our first book today is called Rain Rain. And it's been a while since both of us have read it. I think we read mm-hmm. it in fifth grade. Yeah, that's correct. And it's a pretty quick read. I remember I finished it the same day I got it at school. Um, Very, very quick read. It's really good. Basically, the main character is a girl who is on the autism spectrum. And she tries to make sense of her world using homonyms or words that sound the same as other words, but are spelled differently. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see it ties into the title. And yeah. a major part of her life is her dog. Yeah, so, okay. So her dog, I found this book really cool because I, like, love dogs. I don't know. It was a really good book. Um, But her dog, pretty much, somehow she, he went missing. She, I think, actually. Um, and I think it was in a storm, major storm, and pretty much, like, when the dog goes missing, um, the main character is forced to make a tough decision regarding the dog. Yeah. Um, yes, it was a major storm, and the dog, whose name is Rain, uh, goes missing, and they do all this stuff to try to find the dog, and then, as Delaney said, super hard decision. This book was sad, but also upbeat. Yes. It's, there's an interesting, it's an interesting perspective, and it's also um, an interesting moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. And it's very sad, but the ending's pretty upbeat. I do have to say that uh, the dad is kind of a jerk. Yeah, the dad annoyed me a little bit. He, he was a jerk, but definitely would recommend this book if you want, like, a short read, but still an in- intellectually stimulating read. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So our next book is very unique. At least I found the story very unique. It's called Planet Earth is Blue, and the main character, similar to the main character in Rain Rain is on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. but the main character in this book is has severe autism and is nonverbal. Oh, okay. And added to that, she's also in the foster care system. So oh. already we're starting on not a positive, not a great note. Um, but she's with her sister, and something I found interesting was this isn't set in current times this is actually set in like the 1980s oh, okay. so it was an interesting take on like what it would have been like to have autism in that decade yeah which i thought was really cool but the challenger is about to happen and the challenger is where the spaceship exploded okay, and it was yeah. a national tragedy huge deal yes um but the main character is like obsessed with space, and so is her older sister. And 
as the challenger kind of approaches, uh, things are starting to look up. I believe she's in a good foster care home. Um, her teachers are starting to see her potential, even if she can't quite articulate what she's what she wants to say. Mm -hmm. um, she and her sister are in a really good place because they've had some conflict in the past. Um, I don't remember this book that well. I just remember that it was, I thought it was a very interesting take on the usual, like, main character has autism storyline. Yeah. So I would recommend this book if you like those, the kind of books where the main character is neurodivergent, but this was an interesting take if you're getting kind of bored of the same old storyline. Yeah, it sounds like a really good book. It was, it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think our last book where the main characters, well, where one of the characters is autistic is Rules. Uh, Delaney, yeah. do you want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this book, it starts off and it's like, the um, it's not the main character who um, has autism, but her brother. And so pretty much she has just learned to live with it. It's just a thing in her life. She doesn't really put, put too much thought into it. And um, some new kids move into the block. Um, I think it, one of them's her next door neighbor, if I'm not mistaken. And- So if I may cut yeah, in go here. Ahead. Um, I think if I may just rephrase what you're saying, She's learned to live with her brother's autism, but she also helps a lot yeah. by giving him rules, like um, just kind of how to be conventionally normal. Mm -hmm. And it starts off, it's the summer, she wants to have a fun summer, and she's always wanted to be friends with the girl next door. And there are new neighbors that have just moved in, and she has a crush on uh, one of the kids that just moved in. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, this book is about the struggle that she goes through to either be her brother's helping hand like she's always been, or be uh, a cool kid, as you would say, like with her next door neighbor and the boy she has a crush on. She has to make a decision and, and I don't know if this would spoil it, Nora, should I talk about? Go ahead, uh, just like fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to spoil it. Yeah. So pretty much she makes the decision that her brother's more important, family is always going to be more important, and that she actually yells at the kids because they were making fun of her brother for his condition, and she just, like, did not like that, obviously. That's terrible. So yeah. she yells at them and chooses her brother over being cool. Okay, spoiler over. Um, I remember reading this. I don't remember it that well, though. I do remember that I was happy that we finally had a storyline where the main character made a good decision without having to go through all of the pain of making bad decisions. She makes a lot of bad decisions, but she like, they're minor. So she's able to kind of learn from all of them when it, and when it comes time to make a like big decision that could go either really bad or really important mm -hmm. um, she makes the important decision not the bad decision I don't know if that sentence made sense yeah it did okay
it was a good book. I thought it was a um, realistic storyline, but mm -hmm. was upbeat and, I don't know, realistic. Yeah. Um, our next book is, switching topics here, the, is called Focused. And in this book, the main character is a seventh grader and she's just really struggling this year. She can't focus. She's always late. She's always forgetting stuff. And it, she's just kind of very scatterbrained. Mm -hmm. And eventually, uh, she goes to like the school counselor, asks to see her, and she gets diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just thought this book, at some moments, it made me so mad because she it's like just so, so unfair. Yeah. But at others, it's like you can just kind of see that how important for her to like gain this in understanding is yeah like inside herself and some interesting uh points that were brought up in this book were um the th i think she goes to a therapist i think that's how this information is given to her parents okay. um her therapist tells her parents like it's going to be frustrating for you guys as well because there are going to be some days where insert main character's name here will be absolutely fine and she'll easily be able to finish all of her homework but then there'll be other days where she just keeps procrastinating and can't focus at all okay yeah so i thought uh, i don't know why but that's just kind of stuck with me mm -hmm. and then um this book was just it was really very simple it's just this girl trying to go through everyday school life, trying to like figure herself out and what works for her. Gotcha. Was it like a longer book or did you finish it pretty quickly? Um, no, it's it's very quick. Um, okay. I would say maybe like an hour and 15 minutes. For, for very, you, very quick read, yeah. For you, that's probably like three days for a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was like, I can read two of these in one night. Okay, cool. Sounds yeah. good. That one was really good. And then um, our next book is Fish in a Tree. I actually read this book multiple times. It's a very feel-good book. Yeah. The main character is in sixth grade, and she doesn't know how to read. Oh. And we first read it in third grade when we were all trying to prepare for the state test where we had to prove that we could read. Yeah. So I was kind of brilliant of the teachers there to make this read aloud. But um, basically, uh, her teacher goes on maternity leave and the long-term sub comes in. Actually, I think he's just a new teacher. I think the maternity leave te teacher retired, quit. Um, okay. And he's the first teacher to realize that she's smart, she just can't read. 
the material. Mm -hmm. So instead of sending her to the principal's office over and over and over again, he helps and she starts staying after school with him and learning to read. And oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really, really good book. And um, there's a scene at the end, which I like loved. And her brother is, she has dyslexia and it's hinted that her brother also has it. So at like oh, the very yeah. end of the book, she runs up to this teacher that's been helping her for months and months. And she goes, can you help my brother too? Because her brother's like this brilliant mechanic. He just can't really read the instructions very well. It's like how to put together a car. So she and her brother have a really sweet relationship. And um, the teacher is amazing. Just really cool dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a feel-good story. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many great things about this book, and I've never read it, and I definitely need to pick it up and read it, because I don't know, so many people tell me that it's good, I, I'll just have to read it. Yeah, highly recommend that one. Our last book was Not If I Can Help It, and this book was super, super good. The main character has sensory processing disorder, which can mean a lot of things, but for her, it means that she's very picky about the material and of her clothing and tags. Yeah. And socks. And it also means she's not very good at like spatial awareness. She, so she can get like really clumsy at times and she got made fun of pretty badly. Hmm, okay. There's, there's more. Good. Um, but she's like, she's figuring it out. She's doing really, really well. But then her parents are divorced. Her dad starts dating her best friend's mom. Oh. And it's like, it's really good. So you just kind of kind of see her come to terms with this huge change. And she and her soon to be stepmom have a really sweet relationship and kind of understanding. I really liked watching while well, reading them interact. Yeah. And um, she eventually tells her best friend about her sensory processing disorder. And you can tell it's really like a weight off her shoulders. Oh, yeah. Um, this book was just really good. Uh, I really enjoy it, reading it. So I was actually planning on reading this last year and I just like never was able to, so I should read it. Definitely. Also the cover's amazing. It has a giant gummy bear on it. Yeah. I love the cover. <laughs> so I think it's time for a shout out. Yeah. Um, this episode, I would like to give a shout out to Michelle for filling out our survey on booknerdsblog.com and the quote of the episode is, the oldest books are still only just out for those who have not read them. Samuel Butler. The list of books that were discussed can be found on our website, booknerdsblog.com. That's all we got till next time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our site, booknerdsblog.com. While you're there, please fill out our survey for a shout out on the Book Nerds podcast. This episode is dedicated to... 
editors for making good story ideas good books. There are the reasons books don't read like word barf or are terrible. Book Nerds Podcast is produced by Nora and Delaney. Our executive producers are Nora and Delaney. Engineering and sound design by Nora and Delaney. Our editors are Nora and Delaney. Music is The Big Chase. Classic silent film music performed by Joe Renato.